What is happening? Keep it. I don't care. Freaking greasing it all up like a freaking rock star, man. Bro, I've been out all day. It was 80. It was damn near 80 down here today. I loved it. I don't know. I'm I'm surprised we got this guy in here, you know. He sees the weather changing and he's flying out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what I miss? What I miss? Oh, nothing. He just he just he just joined the room, so we're good. Up, you know? Yeah. Nice, nice, awesome, awesome. So I saw the new intro today. Badass, bro. That looks so effing cool. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're, we'll get some uh, some crazy stuff going on. He actually lives in Ann Arbor, so he might actually uh, appreciate the interview coming up here. Oh man! Yeah, I saw you guys talking to someone from uh, Michigan football. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talked to Jim Brandstatter. Uh, nice. Was it a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday, Friday. Yep. Yeah, we talked to Jim Friday. What a good guy. That's what awesome. a fun. Yeah, I, the stories with him and his wife um, were absolutely fantastic. Uh, we went. We talked a little bit about football, and we talked quite a bit about college football but we talk mm-hmm. more about jim you know who's jim and yeah how his life went the dude in the 70s we both i mean between the three of us we couldn't figure out if he slept or not had so much <laughs> going on from 1970 to 1980 it was crazy right that's impressive yeah. lived a pretty intense life 70s were wild for him i can only imagine Wow. <laughs> so, well, that so, was Jim. And today we've got, uh, we've got Chris. Yeah. Chris. Hey, Chris Colberston. He just Colberton, got back. Yeah. Hey, he just, he just got back from his homeland, man. He just, uh, crazy trip. I, I've been following it all out there, man. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. We just got back from Chile. Yeah. Um, I took my wife down there for the first time. It was, it was pretty cool. Really, really. If if you could please talk a little bit more about it. I love the world. Yeah, I was our I was army infantry, so I got to travel the world a little bit on the okay. uh, government's dime. But I was just policing shit up, so <laughs> I didn't get to see a lot of the cool stuff. I got to eat a lot of great food, but I didn't get to see a lot of cool shit. So what was Chile like? Yeah, man. Well, so I was born in Chile and adopted when I was six months old. And when I was six months old, I basically got transplanted into Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, and then like a bunch of stuff happened, but basically when I was 20 years old, I was, uh, working with a foundation in Chile through my college and was able to find my biological mom awesome. and meet her new, like her husband. And I had two half sisters and just like this huge family that i never knew I really had. Uh, so it was what like, was that really, like? Uh, it was just like, it was life changing. It was very profound, but also like you learn, you know, when you're adopted, there's just so many different things and right. reasons and factors. And so you had to go to like, we had to go to very like dark place, very dark memories to then find kind of like this joyous moment uh, yeah. and kind of like a reconnection of mother and son, which was just so cool. And then my family here has been very supportive. So they were able to come down and meet the family. So we have like this uh, hybrid identity now where yeah. you know you're Chilean, you're American, and and we have these two families that are one family, and it's just it's really cool. Um, and oh, this time I went down with my wife, so you know I came back this time as like a married man, which was totally <laughs> different. 
Oh, how'd the family take that? How how did how did <laughs> how did they receive your wife? They I, it I was great. Well. It was great. Yeah. Like you know, like when you travel, I think you learn. Like I, I think I posted. Like you have to go five thousand miles away from everything you know in order to like find yourself. And so, you know, yeah. we went down, and I was expecting a little bit of that like culture shock. I was expecting some clash and. It, it really wasn't. It was it was the same way when I showed up out of nowhere when I was 20 years old. It was <laughs> welcome back. Welcome to the family. Um, just a very open experience. And uh, my wife got to uh, she's been practicing Spanish for the last like two or three months. Uh, yeah. And so she was able to like talk to my mom and talk to my half sisters. And it was just so yeah. cool. It was really oh, cool. Yeah, I'd be like desnudo right so if some dude comes running up without his pants i've got you but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and you know like uh my family's part of an indigenous population in in chile so you know we were learning a lot of the indigenous uh culture and the words and the language and so it's just like a very very cool experience and we so my uh gamer tag is on xbox is viracocha which is, I don't know if you know anything about Viracocha, but down in, in South America, it, it, I went on a massive journey. Uh, the book on Amazon was uh, Thumbprint of the Gods or Fingerprint of the Gods. Oh, I've was, heard of that, I think. Oh, it was such, I mean, yeah, if you're bored or the fish ain't biting, man, I'd tell you pop that book. And, <laughs> not biting for me it. right now, so I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> it was such a good, oh, man, it was from start to finish. I, I think I listened to it in a couple of days. Yeah. So it was a really good yeah. book. But I'm so, that's so fantastic. Uh, I'm so glad that your your wife got to go down. You got to connect Thank that you, man. Yeah, hybrid family thing is. You know, and you had mentioned too, like you, you were expecting somewhat of a culture shock. If you, if you don't mind me stepping on that, in the United States, we have this picture of what life is outside yeah. of our borders. So mm -hmm. hearing from the eyeballs of one who, you know, who goes out and it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, like there's some really nice people. This is a really nice place. You mm -hmm. got to go down and check out uh, what's his face is on the corner for a shish kebab, you yeah. know, it's, so if you don't mind stepping a little bit on that and, and like when you had mentioned culture shock, was it mm -hmm. was it more of just like, hey, this isn't what I've seen my whole life, especially more when your 20s will go like when you first yeah. went down there. Yeah, when I first went down there, it things were strange. Like I found my mom. I, I had I was staying there for three months and I had two weeks left of my stint there with this foundation I was on a grant. So uh, my money was pretty much running out yeah. and I was working in the communications department for this foundation. That's where, that's kind of how I found her. I was on the radio and talking um, just about like kind of growing up and having this, like, who am I? Like, why was I giving up? I had this, like, I was just holding on all this anger and all this, like, I don't know, just like this unknown. And then I met her, she was able to tell me her story. Um, and you kind of realize like, oh, my goodness, like I have such a gift. I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Like I've yeah. never known hunger. I've never known like the true worry of not knowing where your next meal is going to come from. Right. right. Uh, you know, and uh, the, the folks in Chile, like Chile, I think, is number one in the world for like economic disparity. So, yeah, you know, you either have money or you don't. And uh, at the time, my family was. My two half sisters were in school. They weren't doing great. Um, 
in Chile, you often have to pay for like your entry fee and like your, uh, or your, not your entry fee, but you have to like pay to go to school. You have to pay for yeah. your uniforms. You have to pay for your transportation. <laughs> so they weren't in like the best situation. And they, they don't get government access to like Pell Grants or all nah, of these like, random not, scholarships like we get here in America. They, they have some scholarships, but you have to have the grades for it. And when, you, right. when you're in a family and you're, the generations before you hadn't gone to school, you know, they dropped out of school because they had to work. And my mother's husband uh, was selling cilantro and carrots in, this, uh, in the market there, you know, and making about 10 bucks a day. You know, right. and when that's happening, you just can't get ahead. And so right. when I got down there and met them, you know, it's here's like this profound moment of like, this is my family. But then looking at the situation and saying, okay, well, you know, how can I help? You know, how can I make sure that right. they have the same opportunities I did? Uh, and that's when I came back. I started working. I'm a teacher. So I started working as a teacher and we started send, sending money back. And so we we're sending money every month to like cover the, the most underappreciated, uh, uh, occupations, man. What yeah. you guys go through? I mean, I'm, I mean, I think yeah. like it's wild. The molders, the molders of young minds. You're the future generations that go out and change the world. You, you, you yeah. have that in your hands. It's, I, I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, like you know, we always joke in the elementary school. I'm elementary level, and we don't yeah. we deal with a lot of stuff. Like we deal with a lot of kids, like I used to be. You know, yeah. and we never see the end product. We kind of just send them along and we hope they do something with their lives, you know, because we right. pretty much end in fifth grade. And then you're like, oh, I hope they do well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, well, I had my some good teachers. An elementary teacher. So nice. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. So but yeah. more power to y'all. Yeah. Get my you father here's a teacher. And that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I've always kind of gravi gravitated towards like, you know, kids and, and teaching and, and learning. Yeah. And so, you know, I started bringing that kind of philosophy to my sisters and saying, like, you know, you can get out. You have this opportunity. You can right. you can really you're going to have to fight for it. But I'm going to be able to help you at least get the opportunity. I can get you to the door, but you got to walk through. And since then, the two have just been like. Going for it. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we got you one. gave them hope. Yeah. You gave them hope. That was just like it's like it's possible, world, you, know? you know, like yeah. it's possible. You can do it. Uh, and so, uh, my older sister was able to get into the university on a scholarship. She got through, she just graduated. She's, uh, kind of like a speech That's and language. So cool. And, uh, so now she's looking for a job and I'm telling her, look, it's hard. People want to see experience, but you're new, you have no experience. And so like, how do you sell yourself? And right. just trying to be there for her in that sense. And then the younger sister just got into college on a scholarship, you know, and it's, she's seeing that it's possible too. So. You know, it's all about opportunity, you know, and 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 being there for your family and 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 you know, just trying to support right. as best you can. Right. That's so cool. I love human stories. And that's what you're giving us right now, man. Thanks, it's man. Yeah, it's human. a powerful uh, story. Yeah, get, and it's, uh, it's too yeah. much when you think about it too long, you know. Yeah. For sure. Well, we handle what we're we're ha we handle what we're capable of. You know, mm -hmm. your shoulders are very broad. Mm. You know, so you're able to carry the weight of of this. We'll call it a burden, but it's a pleasure, really. Yeah. It gives us a headache from time to time. But would we want to do anything else? That's so cool, man. I, I applaud yeah. you. That's so yeah, thank you. Man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Like I was talking with my mom when I came back, my biological mom. And I just said, you know, we've had a lot of dark times in this house when we were down there. You know, we've had a lot of conversations, a lot of fights, you know, of like 
right. how, how can we get this family moving? You know, right. you have yeah. to believe. And it's so hard to tell someone it's possible when they haven't seen it, you know, but now I'm right. like, look, look at, you know, the younger sister, it's happening. This, this is happening. All that hard work, all that suffering is coming into this like beautiful light now. And so it's just a really cool story that like anything is possible. You just got to work yeah. for it and chase it and you never yeah. give up. So what's well, that? It's that American dream. And I hate, I, I, I don't, I don't hate using it, but the more I talk with people, the more I realize that it, it's not an American dream. Like I want to call it a human dream. It's a, yeah. it's a human dream to provide generational wealth for those and others around us. It's just, Definitely. it's you, so you know, great to hear. hear you want to leave something behind. And I yeah, think, right. uh, I think it, it, it goes with, you know, something as simple as fishing uh, to something as complicated as life itself. Like right. you just can't give up. You got to keep pushing. And if you stop moving, you're dead. Well, like golf has taught me many life lessons. I'm yeah. sure fishing has taught you those same lessons through a different teaching style. Mm -hmm. I noticed that, that it says here you're a kayak ang angler. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, that's crazy. Like, what happens if you, when I, like, you're out there in a kayak, right? <laughs> and, like, I've got this vision where, like, you grab onto Moby Dick and shit's about to get real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been dragged around a few times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? So, yeah, like, when I, if I back up, right, like, my grandpa here, he's the one who got me into fishing. You know, he was salmon yeah. fishing in northern Michigan all the time. He lived up near Burt Mullet and uh, the northern yep. part of Michigan. Just yeah. a beautiful area. And some of my best memories were just being on a boat with him. You know, he had a little boat. We would go out. We'd go salmon fishing. He'd bring them back and, like, fillet them up. And I would just be like, what? Oh, God, like, so we're cool. actually <laughs> pulling food out of the lake. And it was just like... And then I left fishing. I didn't fish like for most of my youth and most of my high school and college. I didn't come back to fishing until I was like pretty much had a job and was in my first couple of years of teaching. And it was just so stressful that I needed something to do and yeah. uh, went to the garage and I found my grandpa's old rod, which was a Daiwa rod. And I pulled it out and I went fishing and I just found like this like sense of peace to get away from things and I could just focus on one thing, which was this line in the yeah, water. Yeah, sure. That's all I had to worry about in that yeah. moment. Uh, and then I met a dude named Steve. He was coming by in his kayak, you know, and uh, yeah. he kept, I would fish off this one dock and he kept coming by every once in a while. I'd see him every once in a while. And I'd be like, dude, like you're fishing from a kayak. Like what kind of kayak do you have? And we talked about kayaks and things. And then I think later that year, my grandma bought me like a Pelican sit on top kayak. It was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I've got the world at my fingertips. So I like got on that. And I'm not landlocked anymore. Yeah. I was like, I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about this stupid dock. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. And I uh, had a little like Honda fit at the time. So I would like, put the kayak on top of like the tiniest little compact thing. Yeah. And, uh, but then I just started, you know, then I would see Steve again and he would have like four or five rods. And I'm like, why do you have five rods? You just need one. He's like, nah, they each do something different. You know, they, it's kind of like golf. They, you have your clubs, yep. you have your situations. And I was like, is it, is it possible to learn this power? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what and, uh, do you speak? Of? <laughs> yeah. He started, he started teaching me and he started teaching me different uh, techniques. And uh, I'm, I'm the kind of person like, I get maybe it's a teacher in me where I, I learn something and I want to learn all about it. 
So I just dove deep down into it. And now, yeah, now I do tournaments out of a kayak and I've had a pretty successful couple of years, I'd say, you know, at the local Michigan level, which is really cool. Any success today outside of the random ass societal (laughs) standard, right? I mean, any success today is worth celebrating. I'm sorry. I'm a big human lover, right? Yeah, man. I mean. You wake up and smile today, but you didn't smile yesterday. Let's go For get sure. a coffee. That's fantastic. For that's, sure. that's a celebration. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. And now, you know, like so uh, cool. we uh, we do competitions, you know, here in Michigan. And uh, I've learned that little plastic trophies are like the world to some people, including oh, me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, or stickers, you know, people love stickers. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so, you never you really do you said you do local local turn any any in the upcoming future you're excited about anything that yeah uh... yeah so you know i got involved in um tournaments because steve again from the kayak was like you should if you love it this much you should compete and i was like oh i'm not good enough and he's like you just go and you go just go try you know it was the same message as earlier like you never know what can happen right so I went to my first tournament for Topwater, which is this club in Michigan. It's kind of a, they're more like leagues, right? So I went out for Topwater and I skunked. I didn't catch anything. I was like so mad that it, it was like my villain story. I was like, I'm going to learn this (laughs) and I'm going to be the best ever I can be. And uh, so I started with Topwater and started doing lots of the leagues that led me to like some more competitive things. Like we have a Michigan kayak trail, which are day long tournaments normally on a Saturday. Uh, Topwater is like three hours every weeknight, every week or so. So that's more like yeah. a bowling kind of league. Um, people take it competitively, but it's more fun. It's just nice to meet yeah. people and like everyone's got a shared interest. That's right? cool. That's cool. I would have never, never in my life would I have a, thought that like there's like a bar pooling but for fishing yeah yeah you know we go and sometimes we'll hit a bar um so yeah and then michigan trails like the day long and that's where it kind of gets a little bit in my opinion more competitive uh the the entry fees are higher so there's more money at stake and that will breed some of that competitiveness uh and then you know there's other things like the the big bass league where you fish for one big bass um and we have two competitions coming up. The, the The season opener is like this bracket style. So like think March Madness, yeah. right? So you yeah. get paired with another guy. You go at it for a week. Whoever has the biggest fish that week moves on. Uh, and I was once in the final four. And then the next year I got knocked out in the first week. So, yeah. you know, it's like, well, actually I was runner up that one year, which was really cool. But, yeah. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> So there's the, all these different types of tournaments. The big one, no. Now, after three years of doing this, we have Lake St. Clair on Saturday. Yep. And uh, for Michigan Kayak Trail, and I can barely sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if we sponsor one of your tournaments this year, you put one of them stickers on your kayak. Absolutely. They're only about yay big. I love stickers, man. We'll do it. <laughs> all right. Sweet. Your, I'll get your address. I'll send you one. Let me know. Yeah, I'll give you one. I'll give you the address. You can send it along. Awesome. Um, so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It, for me, it's special because it's smallmouth, you know, and smallmouth yeah, are yeah. different than largemouth. And the smallmouth is a wolf that is hard to understand. And there's a few people who really do it well. And, yeah. I, you know, I really want to become one of these like 
smallmouth whispers. <laughs> I want 18 that minutes power. a day. 18 minutes a day for a year, you'll be better than 90% of the people. That's yeah. the statistic I've heard. You know, yeah, so. that's, that's Harbaugh right there. 1% <laughs> a day. That's all you need. Yeah, 1% a day. That's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. So, now your grandpa got you into fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, what led you into teaching specifically? Was that like a childhood ambition of yours, or did mm-hmm. something happen in your? mid-teens that uh that flipped that switch you know the funny thing for me is i never really liked school you know i i, I yeah. go i teach alongside people who are like i taught my dolls or like you know they're they wanted to do this since they were children you know i <laughs> i taught my dolls <laughs> yeah i'm like no that's that's i never lined up my beanie babies and taught them you know or like yeah. thought about reading anybody a book that wasn't for me like i i got out of high school with like a one seven i got out of undergrad with like a two five two four you know i was just not really doing much with my life and uh my undergrad actually got in a little bit of trouble and i found myself on three different probations and and that's actually what led my parents to saying like you have to figure out who you want to be and it came back to that question of like who are you and that that's what led me to this trip down to chile where i found my mom and um, I came back, I finished undergrad, survived, graduated. Uh, and then I went down to Chile to live there for a couple of years. I tried to start a foundation, um, which was moderately successful. Um, and we were working with women's groups and children's groups. And I started teaching because I started seeing like, if I can get these kids a base of English or a base of anything, math, whatever it may be, they'll yeah. have a leg up on the other kids. You know, this is a way I can help them make it, you know, and and accomplish whatever they want to accomplish. And I think that's kind of how it sparked. And then I said, you know, I remember I was teaching with like mud and stuff. Like I didn't have any materials. We were out in the countryside of Chile. I didn't have a whole lot. We were teaching with mud and and, uh, rocks and stuff. And I was trying to like put little lessons together. Uh, And then I had a friend who was like, you know, you seem to have a knack for it. You've put together this children's group. You're doing it every week. You seem to be rather successful. Have you ever thought about like going to grad school for education? And I was like, there's no way I can get into grad school. There's just no way. And uh, she was like, try. (laughs) And uh, she she pushed me towards applying. And I applied to the university of Michigan because it was the only place I wanted to be. Uh, And, um, I remember I had to study for like the GRE and all this stuff. And, and I had my, I was in Chile studying and, you know, my mom in Chile was like, you can do this, you know, and she started to believe in me. And when she started to believe in me, you know, someone who has faced so much in her life, I was like, you know what, yeah. I, think I can and got in and, yeah. you know, it was a two year, a year and a half, I think program. I got my master's in education and then I was going to go back to Chile and my mom I'll never forget. She said, you know, our life here is our life here, you know, and you, you have this opportunity, you have this life in America and I want you to become somebody. I want you to do something with your life. And she said, you know, don't worry about us. Like you don't have to come back and take care of us. Go, go start your life. And so how incredibly strong, how incredibly strong, you know, um, all I wanted to do was go back and help, 
you know right she's given me so much in my life just by that one action so i wanted to right. go back and be like look i can save you and she said no i don't i don't need to be saved i'm my life and i'm happy this is who i am and now you have to go figure out who you are mirroring that- what my mom yeah. told me here <laughs> yeah so i yeah. got a job and and so now i guess like i'm a teacher because I, I really do think that there's certain people who can like reach kids and teach them the best they can. And oh, you can feel a bad teacher. You can feel a good teacher and kids yeah. will remember both. You know, you can remember your, yeah. your bad teachers. You can remember your good teachers. Um, so I really yeah. see it as like just doing this part in the community where it's like, this is how I can help society move forward. This is where I can help kids try to get them on the right track, send them off in a direction and tell them, look, I didn't have it figured out till I was now 30, (laughs) you know, so like you're going to, you're going to fail you, but you got to go figure it out and just know I'm here to help you if you ever need it. So that's kind of where I find myself right now. That's fantastic. And it's so, it's so awesome hearing how imbued Chile is in, in everything you do while you maintain consciously how important your your adopted family is yeah i mean i the first world clashing in your mind especially hearing your mother say hey stay there Mm -hmm. this is my life here how difficult that must have been yeah because I'm, i'm sure it was hard to understand coming from from your life perspective like Mm -hmm. i can give you better what are you talking about yeah yeah like i remember we used to shower out of a bucket down there you know like you would just take a sponge and some warm water and you would shower or you would wash yourself Uh, i remember like the electricity would cut off every once in a while they didn't have wi-fi they didn't have like cable or anything you know and so they would study by candlelight and things like that you know and i kept thinking to myself like i can help you with this you know but they're like this is our normal, you know, and like right. you don't have to waste years of your life when you could be doing something with your life because we're we're going to be fine, you know, and looking back at yeah. that, what, 2010 was when I met them? Yeah. And looking at it now, they were right. You know, now they have running water. They have hot water. They have, um, you know, gas yeah. oven, gas stove. They have uh, electricity. They have Wi-Fi. They have cable. They the appreciation for control. life they have is probably on, on, I mean, it probably touches your soul every time you're down there. Yeah. You know, when, when we left, my wife and I left, um, something I learned pretty quickly while I was living there was if you want food, you either got to make it or go take it, you know? So like, yeah, yeah. they sent us off with, uh, they, they butchered one of their own sheep, one of their own animals and in, in Chile in the countryside, that's like a big thing to take yeah. your own animal, right. uh, for for food and and so i think that was a moment where my wife and i more my wife because it was her first time down was like whoa this is different yeah how powerful and and how powerful that gift is also Mm -hmm. patrick go ahead i don't want to listen i'm a chatty cat oh you're good you're good i'm like questions just come to my mind and i i I love i love other world experiences but it's sad that in America, we have to call them other world. It's 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 still planet Earth, but you know, hearing that it, the the candlelight and the power going out and showers with buckets, you know, a lot of people don't understand 
you know, especially when I joke around, no, that's it's a first world problem. You, you yeah. will be fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that's like, what I tell myself. So. What's wild about being a teacher too is you see a lot of different kinds of families. You see a lot of different sides of this city. You know, and growing up in Ann Arbor, I was always like, oh, Ann Arbor is the number one city in the world to live. You always see it on your Facebook <laughs> and stuff. And yeah. everybody's got money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're all doing great, you know, but you, you learn yeah. pretty quickly in education that there is a level of people who are doing pretty well, but there's also a level of people who, who need support. You know, they're looking yeah. at food banks and they, you know, are trying to find ways to get their kids to school. They don't have a car. Or they're trying to, you know, make ends meet, you know, and, right. you know, I think uh, it's easy to look at the other way maybe, or, or, or not think about that, but there's people in our own schools who, may need support but they don't know how to ask for it you know or don't know yeah. where to go for it so or comfortable or, or afraid you, you, yeah it's a, a multitude of things it's, it's something i wish that we could break through yeah uh, it's just there's so much out there it gets overwhelming at times it's easy to forget too you know i'm sitting in a hobie which is like four thousand dollar kayak you know it's like i've got yeah all these rods easily a couple more thousand dollars and I'm having a yeah. bad and I'm mad because I had a bad day yeah. I didn't catch a fish. You know? I, I, I don't, any chance I get to remind myself first world problem, Mr. Science. Yeah, you know, right. it's just like <laughs> it, it definitely helps keep you sometimes. grounded, you know. But uh it's it's also easy to say that and and not I think like turn around and try to help. So if I have a bad day, I turn around and try to help somebody at least, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty much our entire inspiration for what we're doing right now. I mean, it's, this is just a hobby for us. I mean, if, sure. we can, if we can help somebody along the way, I mean, more power to you, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, the community in this whole, like, I don't even know, like outdoors world, I guess you'd call it like this, this universe of outdoorsy people, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I've met so many really cool people through it, you know, and, yeah. and their stories and like, i met guys who like you know were addicted to stuff you know and but fishing yeah. is giving them this outlet you know we can meet yeah. up and fish together and we can be completely different like there's no secret to people i'm from ann arbor michigan you know but i've right. oh, people yeah. who philosophically are completely opposite to me and <laughs> yeah. to find like oh you know we're we're actually really not that different you know yeah. like, there's some people who I know philosophically are completely different to me, but if they call me up and they need help, I'm there, you know? Yeah. So I think that's cool too. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's able to create a camaraderie. A, a yeah, bond, we give a each bond other, like, you know, give each other crap bigger. and stuff. So yeah, Absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny too, dudes seem to do that a lot. I think women need to catch up. And I'm not knocking on women. I love my <laughs> wife. They're beautiful. I can't live without them. Yeah, But like, I was watching a video uh, today about a car accident and mm. all of the dads in this line of vehicles for over an hour ended up moving together and they all congregated and there was like 10 dudes standing there talking trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, that that's real. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah like <laughs> two dudes are weird, man. Gonna have coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like du dudes are strange. You know, we beef weird. We like make up yeah. weird. We meet yeah, weird. Know. You know, like there's yeah. a fire. We're all just standing around talking about something. <laughs> yeah. If you walk by me three times on the same path, we're now best friends. <laughs> this is the right. law of the land. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, 
Pat, Chris, I mean, this has been fantastic. Pat, do you have anything else you want to add? Chris, you want to throw anything out there? I mean, I'm so grateful for you, your story. I, I wish you many, many blessings, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I know, Pat. What do you what are you thinking, Pat? You're the one who reached out. Oh, anything you want to plug, man. Anything, any any socials, any society, anything you got going mm-hmm. on, let me know. You can always yeah. send it to me too, and I'll post it up when we uh edit this and get it up for on sure. the webpage too. So uh yeah. Any uh, any organization down in Chile you want to bring oh. a little bit of attention to? Yeah, you know, any, anything at all, man. We will we will do our best to get that word out for you. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, shoot, <laughs> I think like for me, right now, um, I would I would have to say like I'm I, this is all hobby, right? Like I bought this really yeah. cool microphone and I've got yeah. like my really cool webcam. You know, I'm, I, w- I was playing around with the podcast idea because I wanted to do the same thing, like uh, yeah. find guys that have stories and like talk about it and things like that. So um, anything I'm creating is l- basically living on A2 Angler on my YouTube or A2 Angler on my Instagram. I'm not sure where I want to take it. I haven't, you know, I don't have any sponsors. I'm kind of just like independent right now, which I like. Yeah. Um, but you know, always open to the discussion. There's been a few people who have come and asked me if they would like, uh, if I would work with them in terms of being a sponsor or something like that. And, you know, I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where this takes me. Um, so yeah, on the fishing front, a two angler is where you'll find a lot of my stuff, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, YouTube. Yep. And then, oh, uh, fantastic. yeah, the, the, the I guess like the foundation that helped me, uh, Fundacion Chochol, I can send you that information. Yep. They make some yeah. really cool things. Like uh, they work with all the artisans of this indigenous community in Chile. And you can buy these really cool like uh, woven carpets that are all like uh, nice. naturally dyed. And, and uh, you know, they make really cool like pipes and stuff out of the clay from Chile. So a lot of cool things that they're making that yeah. are going. It's a uh, fair trade. So it's going like 100% of the profits going straight to these artisans and i've met these artisans i know them all by name and you know i know that the money's going to their families and going to support their kids in 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 education and it's just a really cool thing yeah please send us that link absolutely i know i saw you smuggled about eight kilos across the board (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we uh we have this like smoked it's kind of like a it's a mix between chipotle and cayenne pepper and they smoke it and then they grind it up, and uh, I brought six kilos back through customs. I know what it is, and you cannot get it anywhere. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And uh, luckily, we came through customs at the same time. This beagle busted some just like giant <laughs> bush meat trafficking situation. Like they were pulling out these huge chunks of some type of meat wrapped in newspaper, and it was like all oh, bloody man. and stuff. And then they're like, what do you have? And I was like, uh, smoked pepper. And they're like, all right, keep going. You know, they had bigger <laughs> fish to fry that day. So yeah. I, I don't know if I got lucky or just, you know, they're not worried about it. But <laughs> They're not willing about smoke. Yeah, so now I've got the barbecue on lock. So nice. Well, we've got, we've got some, we've got a few more moments to, to go over some things here. Um, Sure. I've heard you. I've heard you mention your wife a few times. Um, yeah. How how did you? If you wanted, how how did you meet um, the rock of your of your foundation? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's one of my favorite stories, actually, because uh, 
for a long period of my life, I was kind of hung up on this one person. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make this work, you know? And I was like, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in, I'm all in, you know? And this person was like, I'm not. <laughs> I just don't, You're dreaming. Don't feel that same way. And I was like, I spent years of my life trying to make that work. And, uh, I remember coming, I, I used to go to, once I found my mom, I was going to Chile pretty often. I was going about every year until the pandemic hit. And there was one yeah. year where my mom was saying like, sometimes you got to close a door and another door is going to open. And, uh, so and, your mom is uh, a very uh, smart woman, even, <laughs> uh, even for being down in Chile. <laughs> I think, yeah, the theme for me is, is family for sure. And yeah. I listen to family pretty closely, uh, both here and at, in Chile. And, uh, I think she lived, you know, closing a door and another one opened. So I came back and I was like, you know what? I had a conversation with my friend and just said, look, I got to go do something else. And it's been great. We've had a great time, but this can't, this road can't continue. And right. maybe a couple months later I was teaching and uh, my wife was working for like another foundation that was going into schools and like tutoring kids. Yeah. And I remember I was like with a group of kids and she walked in. And she was working with my colleague and she said, oh, is this person here? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> uh, no, but you can sit right there. And, uh, I'll definitely help you as best I can. And uh, my colleague and I were pretty sneaky with a she set it up so that uh, my wife had the, or yeah, Hannah at the time would be like in my yeah. groups and we would get to know each other slowly over the course of a school year. Yeah. And uh, but I also knew like we were working together, so I couldn't. I couldn't pull any triggers. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna be like the best version of me I can be. And then, uh, and then her time ended, and she left. And yeah. uh, I was like, have a great day, and she left. And uh, my colleague, I remember, was like, you're a fool. <laughs> like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And uh, my colleague had gotten her number because my colleague said that she had a dog that would need to be taken care of, and and we learned that she took care of dogs. So she passed yeah. me her number and I just had this number for a, quite a time. I saved it in my phone and then yeah. Instagram, I think knew that I had her phone number. So it suggested her to me and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is perfect. I can follow her and it won't be <laughs> creepy, you know, but it turned out to be actually really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I sent her a message. Cause I was like, I don't want you to think I'm just like following you. Like, I thought we had a really good connection. Would you ever want to hang out? And and we we hung out that summer and that was pretty much like we were both sold I think. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. That's yeah, so cool. and you know it's, and it's funny too, right? Because growing up, I mean, you would never imagine like following somebody behind <laughs> the scenes for moons before and then sending them a message yeah that is literally the beginning of i think every hallmark movie or <laughs> lifetime movie from like 1960 yeah. to 1980 you know i kept doing like oh, there's all these apps and there's all this swiping and all this like yeah. algorithms and i was yeah. like people have to meet each other some other way <laughs> right? you know and this girl just walked into my life and and has completely yeah. changed my life which is awesome i think a universal gift. That's yeah. uh, Rachel is my universal gift. I don't yeah. know what I did to deserve her. I know. I'm not, like, what did I do? <laughs> I'm not saying 
nothing. Like she, she's giving me this whole room. This whole room is just like full of fishing stuff. I know, he's, yeah. he's too happy. He's got this big man cave, and we gotta we gotta order a bunch of stuff so we can get on the wall. <laughs> I gotta close my sunroof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but like in the same vein, then uh, I think this would. I have to mention this, right? Like my yeah. brother is also adopted here yeah. from Chile. And he's three years younger than me. And growing yeah. up, he always wanted to have what I have, backpack, books, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. shoes and stuff. When I found my family, he and I stopped talking for like three to five years. Like he yeah. felt like I'd betrayed our family by wanting to like go to Chile and speak Spanish and be Chilean. And he doesn't have an interest in speaking Spanish. He doesn't want to find his family as far as I know, you know, yeah. and um, it's taken us a long time to kind of get back. We actually had to like, talk about it right yeah you know i went through one of these really hard breakups and he was like he's like i went through a hard breakup and out of nowhere he's like dude you're messing up (laughs) (laughs) that's where we had that conversation where he's like you're messing up here you're messing up there and now you want to leave the family and i was like whoa i don't want to leave the family family's everything he's like well not really because you left you know and uh perception yeah perception yeah yeah so but now you know, I've just learned to really listen to my family, you know, and it, I think that yeah. makes me strong in pretty much every aspect of my life. Listening makes us so much stronger and smarter. Being able to listen is such a talent. Some people just have never achieved. It's 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 really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to do. And my wife will say it like she learned how to say in Mapuche in uh, in Chile, the language. Yeah. Uh, Pilunqueo, which means like you're deaf, you can't hear me. Cause she's always like <laughs> says something and I'll be like, huh? And she gets so mad. You know, but it's like I I I really do try to listen. It's just I'm always thinking about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> they make those photos and those billboards for a reason. I'm really gone fishing my life. Yeah, like I'm literally like thinking about depth charts, you know, so yeah, but, I, think, uh, I think we need that in life. Your fishing is, is my golf. You know, yeah. the one thing I found that golf did for me was that it that it, it shut everything else off mm-hmm. and made me focus on that one shot. Yeah, the next shot. It's it did. It, it was just compounding. It wasn't. I couldn't think about the past, or I'd screw up my present. And if I thought too much about the future, I never got to enjoy the present. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know if it's for you. That's a good question. I might ask you. Is like. For yeah. me, it's it's not even like once I catch the fish or even when I have the fish on, mm-hmm. I'm bored. Like that's yeah. not what gives me the rush. Landing the big one doesn't give me that. It's that waiting for that line to jump so for that the next one. The gadunk. Yeah. When you, whenever yeah. I've got that gadunk, that's the best feeling in the world. I don't care what happens <laughs> yeah. if I lose it, if yeah. I, whatever. You know, winning a huge tournament. That's it's it's that like unknown, you know, and then yeah. I, like, Ooh, I trick something in the natural world. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like for you is like when it's golfing, like, is it the actual shot or is it like the swinging? I think it's the moment. I think it's more about the moment. And to kind of explain that, um, I got into golfing super late and my second year golfing, the start of my second year, I hit my first hole in one. Mm. And I was with a group of, of three people. And after that par three, there was an immediate par five. And on the next par five, I was putting for Eagle. Mm-hmm. And everyone around me is going, 
how are you even doing this right now? I'd be losing my mind. And I'm like, I'm here to make the putt. It's, it, it is. And it's, it's about the moment for me. Yeah. I don't care what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. The perfectionist in me wants it to go in every time, but it's, it's creating that, that moment, that, that, that anticipation. And that yeah. just the tink and watching that bender go in and, and then it's over. I get up and get the next one and I go to the next right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you're in the zone like that, you do your best work. You know, artists talk about being in the zone. People like who do, you know, crazy things always talk about that moment, right? Where they're yeah. living in that moment. You know, I've been on fishing when you can like 10 hours go by and it's like yeah. picking your head up and you're like, oh, dang, it's dark, you know? Yeah. Is, uh, I think everyone has to find that it, for it, for different people it's different things you know but yeah. I do think like you're saying everyone needs something where they can live in that moment wh- whether yeah. it's work or your you know your partner or it's a hobby you know something I think yeah gotta chase that you gotta well, I know, explore well, I know that moment matters for you because I've seen snowflakes flying when you beat all the kayak so yeah <laughs> <laughs> no way would you catch me out there yeah, yeah, I've been out in some pretty sketchy stuff, so, you know. Yeah, I know the science behind the ice on the water, but science changes, okay? So, that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Science in 1500 was not the same as it is today, so you can't tell me that ice is, you know, like, you know, science. Yeah, so. yeah, I've been on the ice when it when it shock cracks and it goes, and you can hear it coming from a mile away and it just comes cracking all the way through your, under your feet, you know, and oh man, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is, this is it. You know, I could die for a three inch pear tree. <laughs> that would be the dumbest way to go, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Your tombstone could then say he died doing what he loved. Yeah. <laughs> he be he died fishing for a perch because he was so bored he had to get out of the house. We can't put logic on it, all right? <laughs> yeah. That's too good. What a beautiful story. And they do. They make, you know, I thought I, I was happy a lot. You know, I laugh a lot. I make other people laugh a lot, but I didn't really know happiness until I found Rachel. And, yeah. you know, it, it unlocked a whole new, you know, not to quote Aladdin here. I, don't, I have no flying carpet, but it did. It unlocked a whole new world. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, some people don't always find somebody either, you know, like, and right. I go back to again, you know, like. For me, the, the the whole thing with like adoption and stuff, I learned that like, you know, one mom one mom gave me life, the other taught me how to live. Now they're both doing their own jobs and uh, yeah. in, in in terms of like being in my life. But like, your family can be anybody. Like, your family doesn't right. always have to be blood. I have blood family members who I don't like very much. But I don't <laughs> consider family, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so we all yeah, have a two, we all have a curtain or two of those. I think. For sure, for sure. So, but yeah, it's 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 certainly very special. I think, and Hannah pushes me too to like compete and and to you know there was a time I wanted to give it up because things got nasty and people got competitive, and I was like, oh, this is stupid, yeah. you know. And she's like, but you love it, you know, you love the comp- yeah. competition. You have to keep going. So it's important to have those people in your life. And and it's super important to find that hobby where the words "I'm getting too old for this shit" never <laughs> creep into our minds. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. that's true. I can. I, I'm never too old to buy a pack of something cool. You know. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, again, Christopher, man, thank you so much for your time. Yep. The thank next you, time you talk to your mother, give her a big ass hug for me. For sure, I will. However, yeah, I can't wait. And please send us the link to the artesian uh, to the to the artist there. I can't yeah, wait man. to look at that as well. Yeah. YouTube links. My best wishes to you and your family, Patrick. But yep, take it easy. We appreciate you coming on here. Anything you got going on? You want to do a little post interview after your, you know, one of your big wins or something? Yeah, we'll see if I can get another win. We'll see. We'll see. You know, and even like even if if you want to do some before, or during, or after tournament talks, we are open to whatever you're open. I loved this conversation. It was a awesome. blast. Yeah, my goal is to get a. Get the state championship, uh, get in the state championship in, in one year. I hope to win it, but we'll see. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Dreams. You why got not, dreams. Baby? You got to chase them. You got to go for it. You got a plan. You got a plan. Those aren't dreams, Clay. Those are goals. Yeah. <laughs> dreams are goals without plans. You there got you a go. Plan. That, yeah, man. That is a goal. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to do it on these right here, too. <laughs> yeah. Best wishes to you, my friend. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. What a great guy. Yeah. And what another one. great interview, man. Yep, absolutely. I, another one in the books. Appreciate yeah, it, too. The crap you're doing in the background, dude. And I don't even mean – I just said crap because I didn't want to swear because it was so precious. You, you're rocking. Thank you.